You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Before we get started, we are two riders who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Hope everyone had a great weekend out there. Welcome in. Especially to all of our new listeners today, I think you guys picked a good episode to check it out. And all of our loyal fans for checking back in with us today. We are getting deep into the offseason and later on in the week, we hope we'll have some mini camp stuff to talk about. But we did find some things over the weekend that we thought would be very interesting to talk about. First, starting with the offensive line. So one of our biggest nemeses, Pro Football Focus, has put out an article of the 32 best offensive lines in the NFL or just ranking all 32. We're going to tell you where the Chargers land on that. We'll tell you if we agree or disagree with Pro Football Focus. Usually we disagree with it, but still huge strides for the Chargers offensive line, so we'll compare them against some of the other teams in the NFL and wonder if they went too high or too low on that list. And then for segments two and three, we're going to be looking at an article from Chargers Wire where they are proclaiming that the Chargers will win the AFC West because of four reasons. So in the second segment, we'll talk about how Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley give them a good chance to win the division. And then to wrap up the show, we'll get into how special teams and really improving the special teams will really help the Chargers in 2021, as well as staying healthier, which is a big if, if you ask me. So we're going to get into all of that. But let's start here, David, and let's get going with this, because pro football focus Obviously, the number one Justin Herbert hater fan club has ranked (laughs) every offensive line in the NFL. And when I saw this even, David, I was excited because I'm like, I want to see where the Chargers are on there, right? I mean, I think before I wanted to see it in kind of a sick way because it's like, (laughs) I know they're so bad and I want to see somebody like notice, you know, how bad it really is and how much, you know, Justin Herbert and Phillip Rivers in the past have had to deal with that, right? So yes. usually you're used to seeing them very low on the list. And although they don't make the top half of this list, they do come in at 18th, which is respectable, right? That's middle of the road. That's NFL average or somewhere around there. So when you saw their ranking on this list, David, did you think too high, too low, or just right? I mean, I liked it, honestly. I mean, considering <laughs> last year they had them ranked 30th, which is 32nd. Uh, yeah, was uh, the final rankings. They had yeah, them I mean, line. before the season they had them ranked 30th, and then after the season, 32nd. So, I mean, going from 32nd to 18th, I mean, I think that's a drastic improvement. You have to be excited about that. I mean, they, they go mention a couple of reasons why. I agree with those reasons, and I think there's a chance that – after the end of the season, that they, they could be ranked a lot higher than 18. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why it's hard to take too much of exception, you know, with this list because a 14 spot leap is massive, right? And that's going based on what they ended with last year. And a couple of those reasons were, you know, Trey Turner being a disaster, Brian Bulaga failing to stay healthy, and then just some obvious holes 
that didn't get addressed. I mean, running Dan Feeney out there for another go after you'd seen him. Finally getting Forrest Lamp healthy, but still relatively inexperienced. Didn't have a great season. There's a lot to be excited about with this new offensive line, but I do think there's some questions about depth, David. So I think you look at this list, you see a couple of teams, you know, maybe you argue they're better than the Titans offensive line. Maybe you argue they're better than the Washington football team offensive line, especially, you know, losing Trent Williams and Morgan Moses over the last couple of years. Yeah, they do have Brandon Scherf and a couple more pieces, but the Chargers offensive line depth isn't great, right? So I think that's part of it. And I think the other part of it is so much of its projection, right? You've seen Odeo Bushi have, you know, half of a season of the best he's ever looked. So that's, you know, obviously encouraging, but mm-hmm. it's not something you've seen throughout his career, right? And he's been around a while. And Rashawn Slater, you're projecting that he's going to be really good, right? So he still has to go out there and do it. So like you said, I think they could end up being higher than this when the season's over. But I think part of the reason that they're not higher on it right now is just because you have a couple of guys that haven't really proven it in Bulaga, you know, just proving he can stay healthy. And you're just projecting these guys are going to be good, which we still have to see. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing, Brian Bulaga being healthy, I mean, they mentioned the three seasons that he was healthy. I mean, he had a grade of 75 or over, which, I mean, that is very, very respectable. I mean, that's towards an elite grade. So, I mean, at the right tackle position, the Chargers really would love to see Brian Bulaga even play, what, 14 games, I think, out of the 17. If you got 14 games out of Brian Bulaga, I think you're extremely happy with that, just considering his age and his injury history. And then with Rashawn Slater, we're all extremely excited. I mean, everything he did in college, it speaks very loudly, but is that going to translate to the NFL? I mean, we all think it's going to. We all expect it to. Everyone is projecting it to do so, but he still has to go out there and strap it up and go prove it uh, that he belongs in the NFL. I think we all believe that'll happen, but also we got to hope that these guys are going to stay healthy. And I think that's where the the depth kind of pokes its ugly head in this situation. Are you really comfortable with guys like Nate Gilliam, Scott Questenberry, Tyree St. Louis? I mean, I don't know how comfortable you are. I mean, I think you're excited about Brendan Hymas, but other than that, I think the depth, it's got to scare you a little bit. And I think training camp could provide a lot of how we feel about it, right? Because do you feel good about Trey Pipkins, right, as we see it now? Maybe the number one alternate as far as if either tackle goes down, that might be where he slides into things. You know, if Storm Norton ends up making the roster, maybe that changes that a little bit. But, yeah, I think the depth is a question. You like Brendan Hymas. Scott Questenberry has shown flashes. But at the same time, there's a lot of unproven depth behind them. And I think with the Chargers offensive line, you, you really made this leap with those three interior guys, you know, upgrading potentially all three of those positions, right? I mean, getting Odeo Bushi is going to be better than what Trey Turner was last year. You know, Corey Lindsley is going to be a world better than what Dan Feeney has ever been, right? Probably, or ever I mean, will be. Or going based on his entire career so far. And then I'm a big Matt Filer guy who also brings some tackle versatility. Hopefully he won't have to use that out at all, but... You like him as a starter, and no doubt about it, starter. I don't think he's fighting for that position at all with that three-year, 20-plus million-dollar contract. But I think with the Chargers' offensive line, the important thing to remember, David, is if the Chargers have the 18th best offensive line in the league this season, let's say this projection is spot on, it's still going to be 
so much better than they what they've had you know over the past ten years for most of those years. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they said in the article for last seasons is that they didn't have a pass blocking grade that was better than 26th overall in the league since 2014. So if they get even average pass protection, I mean, and they said average guard play, like unspectacular, I believe is the words that they used. If they get unspectacular guard play, it's going to be exponentially better than what they had last year. And I think it's just giving more time to Justin Herbert, opening up more holes, allowing them to be able to run more effectively, and also just uh, allow the offense to be more efficient. I think a better offensive line is just going to help this offense be a well-oiled machine. I mean, that's best-case scenario, right? And if it's best-case scenario and all these guys stay healthy, I mean, I think you're looking at a group that could contend for a top-10 offensive line in the NFL. But yes, I mean, going back to what you just said and Chris Harey, like, you see these rankings and you think, okay, that's so good for Justin Herbert. But as far as time of possession, as far as dictating your will and what you want to do offensively, the offensive line is so huge, especially for those running backs and the Chargers haven't really been an effective running team in a long time. I mean, maybe one or two seasons with Melvin Gordon, but that's about it. So I think all of that stuff will help, not just Justin Herbert, but Justin Herbert especially, who should at least now have a little bit more faith in his offensive line which might help him, you know, step more confidently into some of the throws he seemed a little bit unsure about in 2020, especially in those games that were really tough and they were really getting beat up on the offensive line. But we do have two more segments to get into because just like the Chargers offensive line, we'd be stoked about it being, you know, even just average. I think we'd feel the same way about the special teams, too, because that would just be such a big improvement. So we're going to get into that as well as how Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley are going to help the Chargers potentially win the AFC West in 2021, coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you guys can track all of the action at BetOnline. There's also NBA playoffs, which are about to head into the conference semifinals. Some really good matchups about to be there, so you guys don't want to miss out on that. Plus, you have the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are heading you know towards the Stanley Cup finals here pretty soon. So if you guys want to get in on all of that action, make sure you guys check out betonline.ag. Right now, I've been betting on a lot of UFC. I don't know if you guys saw that card over the weekend, but some ridiculous fights, and that is so fun to bet on, especially because even the biggest underdogs have a puncher's chance, so you can punch a big ticket with betonline.ag. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, all caps, one word at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, there's obviously a pretty slow period for the Chargers every year. You know, it's in between these camps that are going on, OTAs, mandatory mini camps, which according to the Chargers is on the 15th in the 16th of June this week. So we have to find some things to talk about. And this was something that you brought up to me and actually deserves a lot of credit because you showed it to me from a super fan, Zach, who pointed it out to us on Twitter. So thank you, Zach, for giving us something to talk about here. Because Shout out it, to you, Zach. <laughs> he deserves it. He's been one of our best fans, you know, for a long time now. So we really appreciate you, Zach. But it was an article from Gavino Borquez from Chargers Wire, which is the USA Today's Chargers blog. But 
It was about why the Chargers will win the AFC West and the four reasons why. And when I saw that, I mean, will is a crazy word. And we'll get into, you know, whether we think the Chargers will do it or not a little bit later. But that's not saying can or even should, right? That's saying with a certain level of positivity, the Chargers are going to upset the Chiefs in 2021 and win the AFC West. And even though, you know, I don't think it's crazy, like it's not an outlandish opinion, to say it with certainty is definitely going out on a limb a little bit, but he gave four reasons. And the first one is Justin Herbert. And I think that's a good place to start the list, David, just because very good. when you're talking about the NFL, you can do a lot of really good things. You can have a balanced team, you know, and hide some quarterback play. If you have really, really good play calling, I mean, you look at teams like the 49ers or someone like that who can Chicago float by. Bears. Yeah, the Chicago Well, Chicago Bears, I wouldn't hold up as a good play calling team. But, yeah, I mean, they, for them it was pretty much defense. They got Mitchell Trubisky to the playoffs. I <laughs> mean, for sure. That, that was a lot of defense. But, yes, I mean, it takes either an exceptional defense or some exceptional offensive play calling to get the most out of lesser quarterbacks. So just having a guy, right, is – Huge in the NFL as far as success. And for Justin Herbert specifically, if he does have a breakout season, I mean, after winning rookie of the year, of course, right, they will have a chance in the AFC West just because if he does that much better than what we've seen, I mean, he's going to be hanging with the Patrick Mahomes and those types at the top. And we've talked about before, potentially MVP candidate. Could he be? It's still a very tall task, even though you've seen a couple of players like Mahomes and even Lamar Jackson win it pretty early on into their career. Still, David, I mean, you have to have one of those guys, so I do like that as a reason why the Chargers will win the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, just look what he did in 15 games last year. I mean, the records, that was the first thing that they listed off as, I mean, total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, completions, 10 games with 300-plus passing yards, three passing TDs, and that was in an offense that sported one of the worst offensive lines in the league, one of the worst special teams in the league. He overcame those things and still went out there and balled out and got better week after week after week. So now that they're going to have an offense that's going to be tailored specifically to what he does well, they're going to use some elements from the New Orleans Saints. They're going to use some run game concepts from the San Francisco 49ers and the Shanahan tree. They're going to try to meld all of those things together to build this offense to accentuate all of the incredible strengths that Justin Herbert brings to the table. Yeah, and I think there's some you know legitimate concerns about Joe Lombardi, who has only had one stand as an offensive coordinator with the Lions. It didn't work out well, right? So I think there's some you know healthy skepticism there. You still have to see him do it because the only time you have seen it in a totally, totally different situation, he didn't excel, but... That also wasn't with this Chargers kind of collaborative coaching staff. That seemed like a coaching staff that was less willing to change. If you listen to what Joe Lombardi was talking about and what he would do differently, just knowing that not every organization is run like the New Orleans Saints. I mean, you have to have a pretty good one to kind of run an organization like that. I will push back on one thing here saying that they didn't lose any key skill players. I mean, I definitely think yeah. if you're going to add Jared Cook as a guy that you gained, you definitely have to talk about Hunter Henry as a guy that they lost. But that's the thing about Hunter Henry, though, because as good as he was, as well-rounded as he was, it wasn't helping the Chargers be a more effective rushing team. Let's get that off the bat. Neither him nor Virgil Green were helping them get towards whatever an acceptable threshold is in the NFL. And 
it wasn't really all that productive when Justin Herbert was targeting Hunter Henry in 2020. He got yeah, a ton of targets. it took them some time, right? I mean, they just didn't seem like they were in sync right away. I mean, and it, it didn't it, it didn't turn until towards the end of the season, and by that time it was just too late. Well, and then, I mean, Henry misses the last couple of games, and then you have, you know, the Steven Anderson and Donald Parham games where they, you know, look pretty impressive, right? So I think there wasn't a great connection there where you say it's something that's going to kill the Chargers in 2021. At the same time, I mean, that is still a big loss. He was a good player, and you have to kind of factor that in. Josh Palmer could have a role, and the chemistry between Jared Cook and Justin Herbert because they're going to have the same amount of time, even more time, before the season to connect than him and Hunter Henry did in a 2020 COVID-shortened season. So Well, and Jared Cook crazy. knows that offense, too. I mean, it's going to help Justin Herbert because he's played in that New Orleans offense for the last you know couple of seasons. So, I mean, I think that connection there is going to help them build their connection on the field. Yeah, I think that's totally fair, too. But let's get to the other part here, which is reason, two why the Chargers will win the AFC West, and that is Brandon Staley is a man on a mission. So, Basically, what he says here is, hey, Brandon Staley's coming off being the best defensive coordinator in football last year with the number one ranked defense, obviously with some great players. But he points out that now he has guys like Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Kenneth Murray, Michael Davis, Chris Harris Jr., Asante Samuel Jr. That is a good amount of guys you could say are weapons for sure and a lot of different guys who you could see Brandon Staley you know, take to the next level as well as potentially, as Gavino Borquez puts on here, getting more out of Nazir Adderley, Jerry Tillery, Uchenna Nwosu, all of those guys. So, David, I think there is reason to be excitement about the defense. I mean, I think the biggest thing is still going to be depth. If Brandon Staley can get, you know, something out of Mark Webb or something out of, you know, Ryan Smith defensively, if he ever gets on the field, <laughs> or even a Brandon Faison or whoever, I mean, they're going to have to get production out of someone we don't think they're going to be counting on. I think that will really help them. But Brandon Staley does seem to have just brought a different vibe to this team, which I think could push them positively in the first season, especially considering what you're what he's taking the place of. Because he's not really even just taking the place of Anthony Lynn. He's basically taking the place of Anthony Lynn and Gus Bradley. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that's a good thing, though. I mean, Gus Bradley was so rigid in his cover three scheme. I mean, he... I agree. he he had his players play to his scheme, not the other way around. And that's exactly what Brandon Staley is going to do. He said many, many times that I'm going to take these guys and I'm going to put them in the best position to succeed. And the players have echoed those sentiments. I mean, they're all extremely excited to play in this Brandon Staley defense because they all believe that he is going to put them in positions for them to use their skills at their best. Like, Kenneth Murray talking about he, how he's going to play more downhill and how he how excited he was about that. Uchenna and Wosu talking about how excited he is about working in this defense. I mean, Derwin James, I mean, overflowing with excitement. All of these things are really positive, and I I truly believe it when he says it. Also, Brandon, Brandon Staley is an extremely high-level communicator. You That comes through in every press conference, every time you hear him talk. Everyone has already talked about how incredibly intelligent he is. All of those things are going to help the Chargers play better on Sunday. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like. I don't think anyone would ever push back on the fact that Brandon Staley has been, you know, at least now in today's NFL, a better defensive coach than Gus Bradley is, right? But I think he can also correct a lot of the mistakes that Anthony Lynn made in 2020. And I mean, there were yeah. so many different games where you looked about it and you're just like, that's bad coaching. I mean, look at... 
the New England Patriots game. You lose 45-0. to The coaching staff got dismantled on both sides of the ball. It wasn't even competitive, not even for a moment. You go back further than that. Justin Herbert's first game, you kick back to the Chiefs in overtime on fourth and one <sighs> from your own 34. They end up kicking a 58-yard field goal Still to win the game. Still have nightmares about that. I mean, yeah, and they had to hit a 58-yard field goal, whatever, fourth down. But even in the beginning of that game, you were up in the beginning. Justin Herbert was playing great. You go conservative before the half, and you end up just running a bunch of dump-offs. You run the ball the first couple of times, trying to do a two-minute offense with a minute left, and you just end up with no points. You don't even get into field goal range. You concede points there. You got outscored 24-7 to in the second half against the Buccaneers. You got, you know, allowed 28 points in that Denver Broncos game with three touchdowns from Drew Locke in the fourth quarter. Those are things that I think change under Brandon Staley. Like those blown leads, he's not going to go into a soft shell and let the offense dictate what they want to do and let everybody sag off of their man. That's just not what Brandon Staley does defensively. I think Brandon Staley's defense has much more of a killer instinct, at least schematically, than Gus Bradley's does, who... If he gets up like that, he's going to blitz even less than what he usually does, which is the least in the league. So I think there's just so many games you can look back to last season where the team wasn't coached well, special teams-wise, just even the offense getting off the field, the defense making stupid penalties. It just was not a well-coached team. So in that sense, I do think Brandon Staley gets them closer to the Chiefs in 2021. But and I love the coaching staff, too. I mean, the coaching staff that, that he assembled, I think that these guys have track records of developing players in the college ranks and in the pros, and also the game management aspect. I mean, with Darius Swinton just taking some of that off of Brandon Staley's plate, I think all of those things are going to bode well for the Chargers this year. Yeah, delegating some of that work, at least having someone give you the right information that you need to make the decision. He said he's going to you know, still use his gut and go with game flow and stuff like that sometimes, but... So many times last year when the Chargers had a chance to put a stranglehold on a game or get back into a game, seemed like they made all the wrong decisions in those moments until it was much too late and it was kind of desperation mode towards the end of the season. And even those wins, guys, didn't come easily, right? There was a couple lucky bounces in there with the Falcons, even the Raiders game. I mean, they got a little bit lucky. There was still some pretty bad late game execution. But we do have one more segment to get into and a couple more reasons why Chargers Wire thinks that the Chargers are going to win the AFC West in 2021. So we're going to talk about health and also special teams coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if you ever need any kind of auto part, there's only one place to go, and that is rockauto.com. And this last week, I found myself needing rockauto.com again. My fiance's car, I drove it. I don't normally drive it. Realized that her brakes are pretty much done for, right? Super squeaky brakes. I'm going to need some parts. Got them on rockauto.com, so can't wait to get them. Got a great price on them, but now my fourth time using rockauto.com since they started sponsoring the show, and I just can't talk about enough how easy it is. I mean, it's so convenient to just go online instead of trying to search for it at different chain stores, getting it delivered right to your door without even having to leave your house, and also getting the same price as any mechanic or wholesaler would, right? You're getting the number one price in all the parts you could ever need at rockauto.com so go to rockauto.com today and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar in the world and that is built bar i mean i've always told you guys that built bars have taken over my life as far as the protein bars i've eaten 
I've been dieting lately and I found them so nice because it's not just that they taste great and I always talk about that, right? There's so many different flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, so many good flavors and a lot of limited time flavors. If you go to BillBar.com too, you can find out what special flavor they have going on at the time. But the other thing is, is they're very filling. That's one thing I haven't talked about enough on this because not only are you getting good, you know, dietary value out of it with Built Bars because most of them are loaded with protein, only four grams of net carbs, less than four grams of sugar. Those, that's all great, right, for most diets. But it also fills you up too. So you can go out, do something, eat a Built Bar, and you're going to be full for a little while and be able to get through whatever you have to get through that day. Hold you over to dinner time, all of those things. But right now, we can even save you guys some money with Built Bar. If you guys go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, well, I want to get back here to will the Chargers win the AFC West? You can find that from Gavino Borquez on Chargers Wire. I was just interested because I was surprised somebody came out and flat out said, the Chargers will win the AFC West. These are the four reasons why. So, so far, I would agree that Justin Herbert being good, you know, and having a quarterback in the NFL is going to make it so you have a chance against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You have to get good quarterback play. I think Brandon Staley gets them closer than Anthony Lynn did as a coach. Those things I totally agree with. And here, David, something that I think everyone can agree on is fixing the special teams and having the special teams be better will be totally important for the Chargers to catch up a little bit to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think we both feel like with Darius Swinton, they're in better hands than they've been in any of the four seasons with George Stewart or Anthony Lynn. No question about it. I mean, George Stewart, at the point that he was appointed the special teams coordinator, he hadn't coached special teams in 18 years. And the only real reason that he was given that job is because he's Anthony Lynn's mentor. And, I mean, that's kind of a theme throughout Anthony Lynn's tenure is he has relationships and favorites. That That's just what it was. I mean, it was pretty obvious. But with Darius Swinton, I just love his energy. I mean, he utilizes some new and innovative ways to teach special teams and also to make sure his players are retaining that information. I just love the way he attacks this. Uh, I just, everything about him, everything that he's presented and brought to the table, I think is going to be an upgrade. Also, I mean, you can't discount that the Chargers have gotten better players to help them on special teams as well. I mean, guys like Ryan Smith that we'd mentioned earlier, Kyler Fackrell, Chris Rumpf, I mean, even Larry Roundtree, Mark Webb, guys that we expect to come in and help this special teams unit improve from being one of the worst in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, you're talking three blocked punts, you know, leading the league for at least most of the season in special teams penalties. What Michael Badgley did, 72.7% on his field goals. All of the big returns that the Chargers gave up on punt returns mostly, but their kickoff return coverage wasn't spectacular either I mean it was just every facet and I think the special teams right the plays where you know Jerry Tillery goes offsides on a field goal attempt and gives the offense a free set of downs like stuff like that is just so brutal then you combine that with just guys looking totally disconnected and disoriented when they're supposed to be getting on the field for a late game or late half field goal none of those situations ever really worked out for the Chargers I think there's two big things here right one you're bringing back the same two guys potentially that helped you, helped you struggle in those departments with Ty Long 
and Michael Badgley. I think Ty Long can be an average NFL punter. I don't have a problem with that. Michael Badgley, on the other hand, he might not win the job. But I think if you go into the season with those two guys, that's like, okay, you have the worst special teams and your two specialists are both coming back. Maybe not the best start to it. This is the second part. I think the Chargers special teams will be better. I think they could be, you know, middle of the pack or above in 2021 because I do like the players that they brought in for it. But how good will they be, right? Because I think that potentially helps you win the AFC West, not just being an average special teams team, but a good special teams team, right? So you're winning field position battles. You're getting the big return to set up a go-ahead score. If you can create those kind of moments on special teams and it can be a clear positive for your team, that I think makes you a bigger contender in the AFC West. But there's one more big thing here, and I think it's the most subjective thing here, David, because the fourth thing here he has is minimal injuries, right? And I think that's just the hardest thing to really try to guess. Yes, they are bringing in a new guy with LaMondo, their sports performance director who's worked with the Qatar national team and the Olympic soccer teams in 2017. I mean, yes, that's all great. He was an assistant coach with the Broncos. Still, I think it's two things. I think it's not just that that'll help. I think that also Brandon Staley listening to the players, right? Not doing certain drills and stuff like that is going to help too. I think you can definitely hope on it being better But I think we've learned too well in the past that with the Chargers, you can never bank on them having a fully healthy season or even, you know, anything remotely close to a really healthy season. Yeah, you just hope that you don't finish the year with eight guys on IR like they did last year. I mean, they had five guys on IR and three guys on the COVID IR. Either way, they didn't finish the season. I mean, guys like Derwin James, Drew Tranquil, Kaiser White, Melvin Ingram. I mean, those are some big names, guys, some key contributors to this defense, to this team, and they all missed some significant time. I mean, among many others. I mean, even Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, guys missed time for injuries. I hope, I mean, I think that's the best way to put it, that things will regress to the mean. I mean, that that they will be able to manage the injuries better. I do like the approach that you mentioned with Brandon Staley partnering up with the players and trying to figure out the best balance to try to keep them healthy and get them to Sundays, like Brandon Staley said. Yeah, I do think it could be better. I think there's legitimate reasons to feel like it could be better. And obviously, whatever they had been doing, with the Anthony Lynn regime just wasn't working, right? And, you know, some of the team doctors, I'm sure, are still around. There's some other parts of that that probably haven't changed enough necessarily from the Chargers side. Probably but I think not he, the guy that punctured a lung. Yeah, yeah. No, I would say probably not. But I would say that, yes, you might be able to count on less injuries. But I think, as always, it's going to be what players get injured too because an injury to Derwin James – isn't the same, you know, caliber as an injury to Cortez Braun. And I'm not meaning that in any way, you know, to say anybody should get injured. I want anyone to get injured. But when the Chargers have had big injuries, it's losing Keenan Allen for seasons. It's losing Derwin James. Not all injuries are created equal. For seasons. Hunter Henry, Joey Bosa. The Chargers have just had big name injuries one after another and just key contributors. So I think that there will be less injuries in 2021. And I think the other thing that's underrated here is How is this training staff as far as getting guys back on the field, right? Dealing with those injuries, because I think that's a huge part of it. Nazir Adderley had something misdiagnosed. His rookie season ended up lingering the entire year. Certain guys like Michael Badgley, groin injury, right? Questionable week one, gone eight or nine weeks out of that season. 
we have seen that so many times. Like, it's easy to lose track of that. But if this is more straightforward, if these guys are better diagnosing things, finding better treatments to get them back on the field and have them just prepared to get these guys ready from week to week because everyone's going to get banged up at some point. Can this performance staff help them be as good as they can be? Because we know they're never going to be 100%. For guys like Mike Williams or Brian Bulaga to not just start games but finish games, those are all huge key factors. And I think the Chargers stayed healthy. Easily one of the top reasons why they could win the AFC West. But there's also a huge couple of reasons why they wouldn't, right? I mean, Andy Reid is there, one of the best coaches, and maybe in some people's mind, the best coach in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes, who many believe is the best quarterback in the NFL, a revamped offensive line. You still have to go through them, David. I mean, you shouldn't be embarrassed to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a juggernaut. At the same time, only one person wins the division. It's you or them. So as much as I think as all of these are reasons why the Chargers could close the gap, I don't think I'm ready to say the Chargers will win in 2021 the AFC West. I'm not either. I just, I, I just can't. I can't do it yet. I'm, I'm really And it encouraged. doesn't mean they won't have a good season either, right? Like Exactly. And, and yes, and trust me, I am very encouraged and excited for this season like all the rest of you. But I have to see it. I got to see them go put it together on the field. There's just so many variables, a new offense, a new defense, new concepts. I need to see that out there and see what that looks like before I can feel confident that I can say the Chargers will win the AFC West in 2021. I mean, let's just make it to the season healthy, right? I mean, Please. let's not forget last year, you not only you know lose Derwin James for the season before the year starts, but you also have Brian Bulaga get something that nags. You know, you have Mike Williams' shoulder injury that I think a lot of people forget about. We thought Drew there was Trangle no in the first possible game on like the oh, first yeah, play for sure, and he made it to the season, but obviously didn't get to play. Basically, missed the entire season. So, just those kind of things I think are huge and important. I think Brandon Staley and this coaching staff have a better chance of getting the guys to the first game, you know, healthier and more ready than potentially they have been in years past. But That is going to wrap things up for today's show. I think the Chargers will be competitive in the AFC West in 2021. I think they're clearly the second best team in my eyes in the AFC West. But we'll save the rest of that conversation for another day. Maybe some, you know, arguments with your boy Q from Locked On Raiders and Cody Work from Locked On Broncos because they might have a different opinion on it. But that's it for today on Wednesday's show. That's what we're planning on right now, a Wednesday show. Hopefully we have some stuff coming out of minicamp because – as you guys are hearing this, we are a couple of days away from Chargers mandatory minicamp where we'll know if anyone doesn't report. We'll get to see the whole entire crew together for the first time and see all of these guys on the field. Guys like Joey Bosa, who we haven't seen so far. So looking forward to that. We'll also have, you know, maybe some surprise cuts, some training camp battles we still have on the agenda too as the summer heats up. But until then, guys, make sure to go follow us wherever you get the show from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there, whether that's Spotify, the new Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you guys would rate interview, of course, we would really appreciate it. If you already do follow or subscribe, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again. I mean, everything helps. We appreciate your guys' support. And if you also want to catch every show, another great way to do that is by following our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can find David on Twitter at DroTalkSD, and that's the great thing. Following us, you get all of our best takes, and you also will get a, a link to the show every day and our main page on Twitter, Locked On LAC, as well. But 
If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, I'm sure we'll be getting into some voicemails as we get going here and the offseason gets a little deader. So if you guys want to get your voice, opinion, comment, concern, question on the show, the number is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But we're back with you guys on Wednesday with some mini camp news and much more. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.